Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris S. along with my co-host Chris W. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. Well, it was a great 3-1 win at home versus Chelsea. Chris, it's always good to get a, get a win against London rivals, huh? Oh, yeah, and especially a team like Chelsea. Uh, I've heard a stat that they had spent uh, £1 billion in the past year on players. So when we come in and, and steamroll in 3-1, uh, I, you know, the whole game, I felt like we had a pretty decent amount of control. Uh, after their goal, we kind of sat back a little bit more, but the first... 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we had, you know, we controlled the game. They scored. We had a little bit of uh, reset time. And then coming out the second half, I felt like we dominated the whole time. What did you think? Yeah, I was, well, I was kind of intrigued how we decided to come out and play. Moyes notoriously likes to sit <laughs> back very deep uh, against the top six sides and really has not had a good record at West Ham because of it. We're hardly getting any, any points from those games. But we were a little more on top of it than we typically are. Um, especially still playing in kind of that 4-3-3 formation. I thought he might have gone to a five-back to start this game, as he often does. But he was – I mean, we set up just kind of the same way we did against um, against uh, Bournemouth in the first game as far as formation goes. Uh, obviously, James Woodbrowse coming in uh, for Fernals and occupying a slightly different part of the midfield. But um, I thought we – we looked more confident going into the game. There were, I mean, there were there were parts of the game where we weren't, but I was impressed that we didn't just have the mandate to only sit back and do nothing. Um, still, yeah, still I, played without the ball for a lot, but no, I completely agree. I think uh, coming in against Bournemouth, we sat back a lot, especially after our first goal, and that ended up killing us because they mm-hmm. controlled the game. Uh, after that, whereas here, I'm really happy to see, like you mentioned, uh, kind of that. Uh, more control game. Yes, we scored, but then we still didn't really sit back. We still had with Paqueta going forward. Ben Rama had some decent dribbles. Um, I felt like we had a lot of offensive opportunity after our goal, and that uh, usually when you sc- when West Ham scores, they kind of sit back. So I was really happy to see that. Um, we've got a couple of different elements of the game and to talk about. So the first one is Aguered with the yellow card, and then follow on yellow into red mm-hmm. card. Um, and then I want to talk about James Ward Prowse, his set pieces and uh, assists and his debut, and then Alvarez's debut specifically. Um, so I guess we'll we'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, let's start with something fun. So James Ward Prowse, what did you think of his initial, you know, this is his first game at West Ham. Uh, he got two assists. He had some amazing corners. What do you think? I was, yeah, I, I thought he had a great game. Um I was really surprised by the setup with him being the most defensive of the three midfielders and I'm moving Suchek into a more advanced role compared to where he had played the first week. Um, and it's, it really worked. I was, I was a little bit shocked, you know, Ward, it was, it was kind of nice because Ward Prowse, obviously a better um, open play distributor than Suchek is. Uh, it helped us control um, starting some of our attacking motions a little bit better. Suchek looked a little comf- more comfortable um, further up the pitch. I He still isn't very comfortable on the ball, but I think he, his mind is more at ease 
the further up the pitch he is, because if he makes a mistake, it's not as costly. Or if he's, if he's that true in the hole, you know, but almost between the center backs uh, in possession, he knows if he gives up a pass, it's going to be a a shot on target. Or if he's kind of more at the touch at, you know, at the midfield line, it's not always a, a crucial mistake. And so he plays a little freer that way. Yeah, so we had a decent game the first game coming out in Bournemouth with Suchek. Uh, mm-hmm. This game, I didn't feel he was as strong. I actually thought he was pretty weak at certain points. Um, my prediction is that Alvarez was just getting some match, uh, you know, match fitness, and he's kind of being introduced solely. But eventually, it'd be Ward Prowse Alvarez. Do you yeah. see that happening, or do you think it's going to be what we saw this past week? Uh, I think I think long term it'll be the mid- if the midfield three if we stay in this formation the midfield three of Ward Prowse Alvarez and Paqueta I think Suchek will not be a starter I think I think he'll see significant game time being mm-hmm. subbed on at various points um, but I, yeah I guess I got us a little off topic talking about Suchek's specific positioning but I, maybe the reason it surprised me is because if we are going to go to Alvarez in the future. Uh, I would not expect Ward Prowse to play the position that he did against Chelsea. I think he would be more the box to box early, you know, not whereas Alvarez would be the more purely sit back style, but I thought Ward Prowse was great. I don't think he, he didn't impact the game all that much in that number six role, but he did it more of, he did, it was, it was the corner multiple corners, just pinpoint accuracy. One of them resulting in a goal, the other resulting in half decent chances. And then the kind of quick uh, kind of snap pass that he did to Antonio to let Antonio get that one-on-one with the defender and ultimately score his goal. Um, So he didn't, I don't, it wasn't like, it was a different impact on the game than like a Declan would have where Declan is just like every, you know, four minutes, he's making a great ball recovery and a, and a nice, just, just quick pass, you know, where you see it throughout the 90 minutes for James Ward Prowse. I thought his performance was okay for the most part, but then just a couple moments of brilliance that led to really impactful plays that, that resulted in goals. Which yeah, is great I agree. To have. They're, they're, I mean, they're both. They're both. You know, it's a, it's a great impact to have. I don't. You can't have a better debut than two assists. No, I completely agree. I think when you go into a free kick or a corner kick, and you've got that confidence, like something's mm-hmm. going to happen. I think it was even. Uh, I don't. I last season not as strong, but two seasons ago, when every single corner, I'd say this is a great chance on goal. Not a lot of teams have that. That's something yeah. I think is a little special on West Ham, and especially now with James Ward Prowse's delivery. Uh, if we get a free kick, you know, before it was Cresswell or uh, even Payet a couple of years ago, and you, you would come in, you'd say, I'm very confident this is going to be really good. And then the past year or two, when Cresswell started getting older, we didn't see that as much. Like it, we had a chance, but it wasn't as confident um, of a chance. So I think that's going to be a really big impact is the free kicks. Yeah, especially with the way Moyes likes to play where we're not going to dominate possession, but we will generate a lot of the corner kicks, especially in like the type of player our forwards are, both Bowen and Antonio. They can kind of, they they just generate a a good amount of corners, good amount of set pieces from that, that we can be dangerous. And we have the guys like Aguero scoring his goal, Suchek always is a threat. Um, Zuma's even pretty good. Uh, Potentially we have a new target that we'll talk about later in the episode uh, or a new aerial target that's on the team. 
Uh, and so, yeah, I thought that was good. I will say one thing about James Ward Prowse's performance, and this is this is a team team thing as a whole. While we generated a couple good chances early, I thought that in the first half our defense was really suspect. Um, we let them carry the ball, kind of get. I don't know how to just the the technical term for it, but where the winger or overlapping fullback kind of drives along towards the the touchline at the very edge of the penalty box and cuts it back in. I know you you told I think you and you and our other friend Logan used to always call that uh your high school coach called it the Jesus pass. Is that right? Because you just yeah, it's you send it back and you pray that someone's there to hit it. Yes. Or something along those lines. It was kind of Chelsea was feasting on that. They were yes Sterling on on the right. Uh I think Jackson Cole, Cole, Cole Jackson was going down the, the the lanes. Colwell and and them on the left were just able to run right by our, our outside defenders. Uh, and that was pretty worrying, especially I noticed on our left side of the pitch with Ben Rama and Emerson together, both, I think both in the Bournemouth game and the Chelsea game, that side has been exploited massively. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think going, can, we can continue to play a four back with those two on the same side. I like what they offer going forward generally. They just it's they're too weak defensively together. So here's something that I thought throughout the game and I want to know your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that was a result of an Emerson Benrama combo. The reason I say that is because Benrama is not as defensive as say a Fornals. Yeah. Uh, or someone that's going to put in a lot of defensive effort. Emerson, I love the guy. I think he's de- he's a, re- a good player, decent mm-hmm. player. Uh, but he does make some mistakes, and when those mistakes happen, it, it's kind of like Suchek. When those mistakes happen, he needs someone to come in and recover him real quick, and then he's fine. And yeah. it's a couple of times, but I think we were getting run over on that side because you had no defensive effort from Ben Rama. You also had a combination of that being the side that Emerson's on. I I I thought Ben Rama had a better game against Bournemouth. I don't want to dive too deep into this, but I think uh, – it'd be interesting. And we'll, I guess we'll get to it a little bit later with our new signing and how the de- defense changes as a result. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I also felt Aguirre has been, and even, even aside from the, the red card has been lacking in these two games defensively. I thought he was really bullied by Solanke in the Bournemouth game. And I think he really did not track Jackson and the other runners very well in this game. Um, which which was very uncharacteristic because it was something he 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 really did do a good job last year of tracking the run in behind, uh, really defending in a one v one situation. So I don't think it is something that will continue. It was just he he hasn't done a good job in the first two games and without Declan there to kind of cover or especially last game where we had Su- Suchek's usually pretty good at those cutback covers too. Um, not as much in the one v one defending and straight in front of goal, but being in the right position for that to block off the cutback pass. Um, if he's pushed up higher up the pitch, that could be a problem. But yeah, so that was just the only thing I'd say as far as a, a big negative. We played we played more aggressive against the top six side than we normally do, which was great. But the first half, we really didn't have our game, our kind of defensive cohesion together, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how Alvarez like comes in with Aguirre because 
I think Alvarez is pretty much just as capable as Declan. Uh, obviously, Declan uh, was one defensively, of the best. Defensively, yeah, Defensively, defensively. I think he's you know one of the best defensive midfielders we're going to see. And Alvarez is pretty pretty good up there. So I think we're going to see a lot of um, good defensive plays from Alvarez. With that being said, maybe he's going to play a little bit better with Aguero. We didn't really get to see that because of Aguero's card and or two cards. Would you? I was pretty mad at the second one. I was mad because I thought it was a stupid tackle knowing you're already on a yellow. Um, I thought the first one was decent. There was a a breakaway. He had to kind of pull the guy down. Sucks. But for that second one, I just thought that wasn't as smart play. That was more of like a Dawson thing that I would expect compared to Aguero. Because I view Aguero, I view Agbana as very smart defenders. Yeah, usually usually he's... More measured because he he's the type of guy Aguirre's that can can make a great tackle in a position that nine times out of ten an, an average defender would concede uh, a penalty or uh, a, a red card to where he can he can actually get his foot on the ball and I think some maybe that he was because he can often do that. He got overconfident and made a really stupid play. I I agree with you. He should not. He should not have even gone in for that tackle. That that right. was the second yellow card, just because it wasn't. It wasn't a high leverage situation. It was the the the. I can't even remember which Chelsea player it was, but he was probably five or ten yards in front of the defensive back line. Yes. Wasn't in a position to turn and shoot. There wasn't other runners that that were a threat to get the ball. It was it was just. It was needless, is what it was, and so I, I hope it doesn't turn into a um, pattern from Aguirre. You know, maybe maybe this one one game suspension is is just going to be enough for him to kind of get those beginning of the season jitters out of his out of his head, and he's going to be back to the old his old self when he comes back. But um, certainly not the best few games from him. No, and we saw Alvarez uh, come in for this game for the first time for West Ham, and mm-hmm. he had a pretty good debut. I was happy with his defensive work rate. I was happy with his defensive play in general and his, you know, I guess you call it like knowledge of the field or coverage, positioning, uh, his awareness of where he needed to be. And I think that's something that Declan Rice had that I was very worried about losing. Um, I think Alvarez has it now. I want to see a little bit more from him, but I thought it was a pretty good debut. Yeah, I thought for the 50 minutes he had, it was good. I I don't know if you noticed this. So so Declan has a kind of very like, in addition to being a very tall player, he has a very kind of upright defensive style where he he keeps he he keeps he still stays very tall and kind of uses his length. For those that aren't, well, I guess Chris can't even see my lower half on on this zoom. Like <laughs> he kind of just uses his long limbs to reach out and get the ball, but but always stays very tall. I thought Alvarez was was kind of interesting. He had a very almost like a basketball player defensive stance, a very kind of wide, low. Uh, you know, the my 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 middle school coach might have called it like slap the floor defense, where you get you get low enough that you can kind of slap the floor. Um, it gives you a lot of kind of side to side mobility. Uh, so it's kind of funny seeing Aguirre, um with that. He he definitely looked uh, engaged, I'll say, um, which I like. Sometimes I felt like we, especially one of our one of our biggest problems, and this happened in the in the Bournemouth game, we can go up and then sit back and defend, but we're not actively defending. We're just kind of 
passively sitting in a low block where at least for that first fifth, that 15 minutes he was on uh, Alvarez does not look like a passive defender at all. No, no. And that's what I'm really excited for. Uh, he is going to be a really, really good signing. I think he's also a crucial signing considering we're going to be playing for Europe this year as well. I could see a rotation of Suchek, Alvarez, James or Prowse in those three positions. Like you said, I think uh, James or Prowse is a little bit more attacking minded, but I, I see us using him more defensively. And I think that mm-hmm. rotation is going to happen. I, I don't see James Ward Prowse and Alvarez playing every single game, uh, kind of like Declan did in Europe and in the premier league. Yeah. Well, and I think if, if Suchik plays, I, th- I thought, I, I think Suchik was better in the first game than it was the second game, but I think he was still fairly solid in the second game. So if he's playing at that level, I would like to see him rotated through um, both to spell the other players to give them a break, but also uh, because he can offer us something so different uh, that can really confound some teams. Now, one more thing I want to get to before we wrap up this game is our attacking ability in this game. So looked a lot better than Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Paqueta was fantastic again. Uh, I didn't think Ben Ben Rama was as good, but, I didn't think it was bad, you know, and Bowen, I thought played really well. I really liked the Fernals Bowen link up in the last 20 minutes, uh, whenever Fernals was subbed on. So yeah. I thought we had a much better offensive showing. I think that contri- some of the contributing factors were that we didn't sit back like we did against mm-hmm. um, Bournemouth. But I also think that their link up play was much, much better, especially against a team, you know, theoretically should be top, top five with how much money they've spent and uh, their history and the types of players they have. So I thought it was a pretty good offensive showing. And if we continue to do that, I think we're going to do very well this year. Yeah. I mean, we, we generated fewer chances than they did, but that's unsurprising considering we were down to 10 men. Um, I agree. Picado was great. Uh, Fornals looked good when he came, he came on. He was great in the first game. It was you know, a little harsh to drop him, but I understand with, Lord Prowse coming in. You, if you're looking for a like for like, that's that's the the change you make. Um, yeah, I, I don't to Ben Rama a little bit. I've really I, I I'm a Ben Rama fan. You know you know I, I like him. I, I'm not as uh, some some of the fans are not not as big a fans of him. I I like him a lot, um, but I've been I've seen him as a weakness. Uh, these two games he's been a little too wasteful with his his chances both scoring and getting into good passing positions and then I think he's kind of reverted back to his ways of being a defensive liability there were there were points last season where he was much more focused on defense and and was wasn't letting his man get by Um, but he's so I've been watching a lot of the inter-Miami games and uh, uh, Messi is is fantastic offensively, but he's very much given the uh, privilege from his coach because of the the skill and effort that he has on the offensive side to basically do nothing on defense. He yes. just kind of wanders <laughs> around. At times, Ben Rama seems to think that he's Messi because he just kind of walks around. Um, and not always, but but those types of lapses can can really um, hurt a team, and I think they they really showed up this game. So I I honestly think I I would like to see a player like Fornals in going into the next game above Ben Rama. What do you think? 
No, I think so too. I thought Fernandez had some really good games. Like I mentioned, that Lincoln play with Bowen last game, where there were three uh, that's three key passes that I can remember where they were Fornals just slotted it through and Bowen was gone. Yeah. Uh, those types of passes. There was one where they did a give and go, and it just was executed perfectly. So I really like the Lincoln play. I get that if he started, he'd probably be on the other side of the field uh, than Bowen. So that you know that's fine. But I think. Bowen, uh, sorry, Ben Rama offers a different type of attacking with the dribbling compared to those slotted passes, kind of like Fernals. I think Paqueta yeah. has both, which is why he's so good. Uh, ben Rama, I, I think we could see an alternating Fernals Ben Rama start. Uh, and that switches up our attack. That is one thing I like about having both those players. Mm-hmm. When you put on, let's say, Fernals for Ben Rama, our attack changes, you know, ever so slightly. And I mean, actually, pretty decently where we lose a dribbler on the left, but we also gain another uh, type of like quality passer, I guess is the best way to describe it. So I'm, I like both of them. I think I would put Fernals to start this time just because he's done better in my opinion, but that doesn't mean that Ben Rama doesn't start in any other games or that he doesn't even get subbed in. Uh, I thought Ben Rama had some really good shots the first game and I thought he had one or two decent dribbles this game. It just wasn't, uh, like you said, the defensive effort hurt him, and then also the he, he's not he's not messy. He's not producing every single game on offense to to warrant <laughs> the lack of yeah. defense. And like I mentioned, that really hurt Emerson. So I also would be curious to see a Fornals Emerson how that plays out. And I get that we're playing different teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a one for one, but I do think Emerson would benefit from that. Uh, I also don't know how if we're going to change anything about our defense with our current sign with the new signing. So uh, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that, but I guess so. Well, at least with, with Aguirre gone, I, I doubt we'll change right yes. away. Uh, but let's say maybe next game, would you, would you, could you even see a potential for Antonio to move to the left with a more, with a freer role to kind of move back to the center? If we, if that allowed Mbama to come in, and play striker. Yeah, that'd be, I would love to see that. I don't think that's going to happen. However, I would love to see that. And I'd also love to see like a Bowen, maybe move up to striker, maybe play a for nows or trying to think of who else you'd put in that right slot with Ben Rama on the left. I think mm-hmm. that could also yeah. be really good. Uh, oh, sorry. With Antonio on the left. Yeah. So um, I, I would like to see a little bit of, uh, like those kind of differences. I think the um, with Obama playing striker, Bowen on the right, and Antonio on the left, that could be a very powerful offense. However, I think Antonio has done pretty well, especially this last game with the hold up play and just being a menace. Uh, he caused a lot of havoc on the Chelsea defense. And even though sometimes he doesn't get the ball, he still requires one, even two defenders sometimes. So if you he would definitely have to play a lot more forward and he's also not a huge, a huge defender. He does get back sometimes. I don't know if you're changing it that much by putting him on the left though. I think he can get back and make tackles. He can, he can. I think his, his problem is he maybe. I think he's too important in the attack. Yeah. He, he doesn't, I, I don't want to say he doesn't have the stamina. I think it's, he works so hard when he is involved that he can't last the 90 minutes. And so mm-hmm. that would kind of probably continue over if he moved to the left, especially if you're if you're asking him to do a little more defensive work. But yeah, I just maybe just a maybe just a yeah, I, I, I think for now the easiest solution is for now's on the left. I just I also like would like Mbama to play 
to get some chance because I think he he really is the talent. I think this is the this is kind of the point of his career where he needs to begin to get real first team minutes. Not 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 necessarily an every week starter, but um, getting that opportunity to see does he really have it on this stage? Yeah, and so I mean that's overall. Uh, I mean, it was an ugly three one win at times, especially with the the, the red card. Um, but really proud of the way we played. I thought we were um, a lot more. We looked up for the fight, where sometimes when we go down, uh, I when we go down, or sorry, um, give up the lead like we did in that game, uh, it it looks a little rough at times. Yeah, definitely. We've got two. So we've got Brighton coming up and Luton mm-hmm. Town. Those two are, in my opinion, must wins. I think we could tie Brighton and still be okay. Uh, but then we get to Man City, and our schedule gets a little bit tougher after that. I'm actually a lot more confident than I was at the start of the season with this team going into Man City. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see the consistency over the next two games. I definitely want to see... I Luton Town is a must win. Um, I want to see... a that next level of attack and I want to see us shore up our defense. So I know that it's almost like you need to improve everything. It's not, it's the defense. Like you said, it was a little shaky mm-hmm. at times uh, with a weird um, getting that card. Didn't, it definitely didn't help. I think we can short up, especially with, um, with our new player coming in. However, I think the attack, if we just fine tune it that every little bit, uh, I, I think we can be in a really good show, a really good spot going into man city. Yeah. I'd like to see us come out. I'm not as, um, I, I would be happy with one win and two against Brighton and, and Luton Town because I mean Brighton right now are, are currently the hottest team in the league. They've scored eight goals in two games. They're going to be a handful. We never yes. play well against them for whatever reason. I don't always buy into the like, oh, you know, this team is always a boogie team for us. You know, like. I, the the teams change enough year to year that they, I don't think there's there's too much to that other than just kind of random statistical uh, patterns like that. But um, we're going to have with as well as they play uh, or have played this this season. It's going to be a tough game, but yeah, we definitely need to pick up more points before we get to that that stretch with City. Well, you want to move into some of the new transfers we've gotten and uh, what our projection looks like if we're going to get any more players and what we think they can do for the team? Certainly, yeah. We So we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, August 22nd at about 7.30 p.m. Central U.S. time, so kind of in the middle of the night in, in the U.K. Uh, and today we announced a new signing. Uh, let me Let me pull up his name again so I can try and pronounce it. Uh, Constantin Tios Constantinos Mavropanos, a Greek. Uh, apologies if that was a uh, uh, butchered a little bit. His his Twitter handle is, or his Twitter name is Dinos. Uh, he goes by Dinos. Um, it it looks like uh, so a Greek defender signed from uh, Stuttgart. Uh, another uh, Tim St- uh, Tim Steiden signing by the looks of it, six foot four defender, uh, very pacey. Had played for a brief brief bit at Arsenal. Chris, are, what do you think of this new signing? 
yeah, I'm extremely excited. So he's played for Greece before. Uh, he also like he, so it's interesting. You release Steiden and he brings in all these new targets, and suddenly we have all these targets. I'm like, we've got to get this guy. We've got to get this guy. Well, this is one of those guys that you know I didn't know a whole lot about, admittedly, before we were starting to look at him. Once I actually looked into him, saw the production, the kind kinds of goals he can score are pretty insane. Uh, it's not just running for the goal and he has a good shot every now and then he can curve the ball into the net. He has really good um, attacking prowess when in corner kicks and he's, I mean, I seems like a pretty solid defender. So I'm very excited to see how he implements the team. I think he will go pretty close to starting, especially with a grid out. Um, I think we could see him start this next game. And I would like to see that because I think he's mm-hmm. an extremely quality quality uh, defender from what I can see, at least. Um, also, he's 6'4". And that, like I mentioned, man, with James Ward-Prowse shooting those you know ridiculous corners into the box, um, another 6'4 defender, that, that's going to be menacing. So let, let me give you a couple stats. Uh, in As compared to other center backs in the top five leagues of Europe, he is 99th percent in combined tackles and assists. He has a... 72 percent win rate on aerial duels so he wins seven out of ten aerial duels uh and then he also is in the um which is in the 95th percentile and he also is a very good ball distributor with a 95th percentile long pass completion rate and a 99th percentile in switches per 90. so you know we were talking last uh last episode about looking at that point, it looked like Harry Maguire might be coming in. Uh, and we talked about, you know, I, I was a little worried about him and Zuba being able to play in a back three together, especially with both uh, Maguire and Zuma not necessarily being great uh, ball distributors. Well, this guy definitely looks like he could he could play very well in a back three. Um, in fact, I think Stuttgart often played kind of in that back three, back five formation. Um, so I, I feel much more comfortable with him uh, in that formation than I do than I do McGuire. Oh, me, a hundred percent too. Now, how do you think this is going to change our formation? And I know you said uh, Stuttgart played a mm-hmm. kind of similar formation. Do you think that this is going to impact it at all, or do you think that uh, we'll probably start him, Aguirre, yeah. and Zuma? I, I think we will. So we kind of saw last year, it looked like Moyes had wanted to do kind of a 5-2-3 formation um, with Suchek and Rice in the middle. Uh, and, you know, one of the reasons we were, we'd were we signed Emerson and Cornet were kind of be, to be that left-sided uh, wing attacking wing back. Um, obviously, injuries to Aguirre and others uh, kind of derailed uh, that dream of Moyes. But I don't think, I think this... This may be a slight alteration. I think he'll, based on the personnel we've signed this year uh, and where he's kind of been deploying Bowen uh, at times during games, I think we're going to be more a 5-3-2 formation. Um, Aguirre, I think it's going to be kind of the back three of Aguirre, Zuma in the middle, and then uh, this new player, Dinos, on the right, Uh which I think would be really good because I think if, if Dinos is as good as a, of a passer as, as his stats indicate, uh, Aguirre obviously has a pretty good pass on him. Uh, it would free up Emerson a little bit to be more of an attacker, which I think is his strong suit. Uh, and then Sufal, I think, can still play. He still has the energy to get up and down. And, and you're not always the best 
crosser of the ball, but um, can still play pretty well as a wing back. Uh, then with, you know, obviously um, James Ward Prowse, Emerson, or not, not Emerson, Ed- Ederson, Alvarez, and Paqueta in the middle. So I think you had a really good point there about his ball handling. So Zuma is uh, kind of scary on the ball when he gets pressured, right? Yeah. He, I never really know where it's going to go. Sometimes he makes a decent pass. Sometimes he just kicks it out. I, I don't like when he gets pressured. When Aguirre gets pressured, I feel okay. You know, I, I'm confident he can get it out. With Mavropanos, Mavro is actually a really good ball mm-hmm. handler. He can carry the ball. He can dribble it forward. Uh, pretty decent dribbler, especially being a center defender. But he... When we were getting pressured in these past games, I think it could lead to a lot of bad chances for us uh, in terms of the other team having a really good chance on our goal um, and, you know, down the road. With Mavropanos, like you said, playing on the right and probably Aguirre on the left still with uh, Zoom in the middle, I think that helps eliminate it a lot because usually you're you're going to limit the amount of time Zoom is going to be on the ball, and I think that's going to be solid. You're going to have two people, two center defenders that can really handle the ball. Uh, that was one of my main complaints on Zuma, and I think this shores that up. Yeah, no, I think it definitely does. Zuma almost, in addition to him looking almost injured when he runs, <laughs> he 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 kind of passes it like a player that's just been injured, where he just like kicks it and then like, you know trying to get it away from him so he can't uh, he doesn't have the ball any longer. He's he's not. I mean, he's he's surprisingly accurate for as uncomfortable as he looks, but he's not he doesn't create a lot of chances with his passing. No. And one more thing I want to point out too. I think this is going to free up Aguirre a little bit more to help Emerson. So you can shift, uh, you know, Mavropanos and Zuma now into that like center two, if Aguirre needs to go off and help, or if Alvarez needs to come back and help defend. uh, I I think you're going to give a little bit more freedom to the defense because Mavropanos is a pretty reliable defender from at least what his stats say and what I can tell. So um, I'm, I think this is going to be actually a really solid way to shore up our defense. Like you mentioned, McGuire was a target. I was not happy about that at all. Um, you know, Mavropanos is 25 compared to, uh, and so he's going to have a lot more seasons compared to McGuire, who is maybe has a couple seasons left and not a great defender in my well, opinion. If you ask Man United fans, his his couple seasons were about seven seasons ago. Or not not <laughs> yeah. him, but you know, he the last couple of years he has not been good. So yeah, at least in the Premier League. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it, it it definitely frees up some of both the defensive pressure on Emerson and I think the type of defensive pressure um, that uh, that that Aguirre seemed to struggle with. You know, yes. if, if Zuma is able to kind of shadow a little bit more over to that side, Zuma obviously being a little more physical uh, of a center back than Aguirre, then if we do face other teams with strikers like that, uh, he, he'll have a little more cover there. Yeah. And so at that point, there's not, uh, as things stand now, there's a few other players that, that might sign for us in the coming days. Uh, could, uh, apparently Kudas, uh, of Ajax is, uh, one we're after, but, but there seem to be some complications with both, uh, the demands from the club and potentially the demands of the, of his agents. So we'll, we'll maybe if next episode, maybe we'll have a little more information on that and can talk about, uh, what we think about him. We also have some other targets, but nothing close at this point. Uh, so Chris, I think we're probably going to wrap up and uh, just look forward to to the Brighton game, huh? Coming, yeah, in, I'm... coming in with four points in two games is, is a pretty good feeling. 
I do think we have a good chance. Uh, we'll see. It's a way. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons.